Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Hey, Mike, good morning. It's great to be sober today. I know, right? Mike, alcoholic. Who would have thunk it? Hey, I brought a friend who want to introduce you. I'm excited, man. Glenn, this is Don. Don, what's going on? Welcome. How you doing? Great to have you. Nice to be here. Yeah. So, uh, as I told you in prep for this coffee... Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, talk to me. I, 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 don't, I don't see... Don doesn't have a cup of coffee that I see. Uh, he's got, he's got uh, good old-fashioned old oh, H2O. He's got yeah. some water. Okay. You know, over the weekend, my wife was asking me, she says... I said, I got a little... Sporting a little headache. And she says, well, have you been drinking water? I said, yeah, I had 20 cups so far this morning. <laughs> she, she said, that doesn't qualify. I don't know what she was... It's got the beans in it. That's that. why. It's got the beans. That's right. It's beaned up coffee. Yep. Yep. But yeah, listen, I uh, uh, Don, I'm so glad you joined us this morning. I uh, uh, ran across Don a couple of weeks ago at, a, at an open speaker meeting. And, uh, uh, you know, my life uh, was not funny. <laughs> I'm sure people laughed at me, but I wasn't laughing at myself for so long. And uh, It's hard to laugh at pain. It's hard to laugh at pain. Yep, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, the chuckle comes out, but it's not genuine. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, since I've I, uh, since I've become sober, you know, I'm learning to I'm learning to laugh uh, legitimately, and uh, it's a great feeling. And so, I thought uh, uh, to brighten your day up today, Glenn, I would uh, I asked Don to join us for coffee. And I don't know, Don, are you going to brighten up his day, or are you come gonna, on, Don, bring not. it on. <laughs> probably not. Oh, I, I think great so. to have you, Don. Yeah, Don's yeah. got a great story. Thank you. Great story. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, your journey from. Uh, from from the life pre pre sober Don to to post sober Don, tell us a little bit. Tell Glenn. Thanks, it's, Mike. It's a great uh, story. Yeah, I started uh, my uh, my alcohol career started all the way back in grammar school, and uh, came from the Irish Catholic family, oh, yeah, beer drinking stuff. family, yeah. you know, the ice bucket at night, and uh, ironically, the family never uh, drank during the day. You know, uh, they they did a nighttime uh, beer drinking, and uh, mm-hmm. they did not drink during the day, and. Uh, they introduced me to alcohol uh, one night when I was uh, probably six, seven years old, and I couldn't sleep, you know. And I got up, and oh, man, I can't sleep, you know. And Dad says, well, give him a, give him a drink of beer. He'll sleep. Uh, All right, you know. Hey, took a drink of beer, and I'll tell you what, man, that was it, boy. That was the best stuff I ever had. I said, I don't know what this stuff is. It beats the hell out of Ball and Jacks, you know. Yeah, right. I'm sure half of the people out there don't know what Ball and Jacks are. It's not an not electronic game, you know. So, yeah, from that point on, I'd be uh, getting up at night and, uh, you know, I can't sleep. Where's the beer? You know, and I'd be doing a glass of beer at night, and then uh, down the line, they, uh, they uh, finally got. I had my own glass of beer at night, and by the time I got in high school, I was doing a quart of beer every night mm. myself. You know, mm. so anyway, in grammar school, so I, uh, I met my wife actually in, in grammar school, and uh, I considered that uh, she came from a. Wait, you got married when you were in grammar school? <laughs> <laughs> my wife to be okay. Okay, thank, uh, you. thank you. There you go, wife to be. 
in grammar school, and uh, I consider her from a dysfunctional family because they would do things like go bowling without drinking. Oh, that's yeah. so weird. Oh, uh, man. they play cards, and they'd be all sober, you know. And uh, <laughs> once in a while, uh, her old man would have a glass of wine with dinner. Hell, my, my family would be doing a bottle of wine with her Cheerios, you know. <laughs> so I couldn't, uh, I couldn't put a handle on her family. I thought they really thought they were weird. So anyway, we, we both went to a gra Catholic grammar school. And uh, she did dump me in seventh grade for another guy. Go know. figure. Pain. That didn't work out for her, though. You know, no. she, she knew a good thing when she had it. She came back to me. <laughs> yeah, we, sure. we actually met back in, uh, uh, after we graduated grammar school, we, we met uh, in uh, first year high school. She went to Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, uh, I tried a Catholic high school for a year, and they said it wasn't for me. They so did. they asked me to go. Yeah, they asked me to go to another school. I thought it would be in my best interest to try a different school, you know. So we were, uh, so she was, uh, she got absorbed in the, the Catholic religion, you know. I mean, uh, everything I did was a sin. I mean, mm -hmm. everything I thought was mm -hmm. a sin. Everything mm -hmm. I wanted to do was a sin. You know, she, she didn't have nothing to do with it, you know. So uh, anyway, uh, I went through, drank my way through high school. And uh, I was a you know, drink, beer, beer drinker in high school. And uh, they had a lot of gas, you know, because of that. And, uh, you know, the classrooms weren't heated. They weren't didn't have air conditioning then, you know. So consequently, uh, with all the gas I had, everybody around me flunked. You know, it'd be like 100 mm -hmm. degrees in there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> things would be pretty tough in the room around me. And, uh, you know, so, uh, and also I had a rock band back then in, uh -huh. uh, in high school, you know. And uh, we did uh, we did fairly well. One of the guys was a songwriter and that. And uh, we had a uh, open-door policy with ch chess records where they we brought some of our stuff in. And, uh, you know, they liked it. And they wanted to, us to keep bringing stuff in, you know. And uh, I always said one of the... One of the interesting uh, happenings uh, with the rock bands one night after we performed, we were in a hotel room, you know, and the girls were beating on the door and screaming and beating on the door and screaming, you know, and I finally had to get up and let them out, you know. So, was, <laughs> yeah. so uh, that was about, oh, I didn't see that coming. That was about like, the, going? the extent of it. So, uh, anyway, uh, so Trish, uh, my girlfriend, uh, we graduated. She graduated, you know, full honors. Uh, mm -hmm. Full ride scholarship for any college that she wanted to go to in the United States, mm. you know, and she's going with me, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, they like me so much in high school, they wanted me to stay for a while, you know, so high school, like yeah, right? you know, high school is the best six years of my life, I would <laughs> say, awesome. you know, and I'm seeing how this is, uh, I'm seeing how this is going to play out in the future. She's going to go to college, you know, and uh, she's going to start doing her homework projects with uh, Mike and Glenn and Bob and Tom, and they're going to be studying to be doctors and lawyers and all that. And then, uh, you know, they got Don here, who's the never was been drummer, you know, like it wasn't even a has been, I never was been. And uh, it, she was pretty good looking. So I'm figuring that, you know, she's going to be hit on, she's going to have to make the in inevitable decision. Do I want to marry Bob or Tom or Joe that studied to be a doctor or a lawyer, or do I want to hang around with a drunk drummer, you know? And so I says, she's got to quit college. <laughs> you know, she's got to. This, this ain't going to work, you know what I mean? Yeah, this, this ain't going to work at all. She's, she's got to quit college. So uh, so I uh, I suggested that, yeah, why don't you maybe you ought to quit college and we get married. And um, actually, uh, aside from the band, I was actually studying to be an aircraft mechanic, you know? Mm. And I know that everybody starts to think, uh, you know, alcoholic aircraft mechanic. And uh, I did actually work as the aircraft mechanic for a while, but I will say we never drank on the job or before the job. But uh, there was no holds barred after work, you know. So that was my other gig. So anyway, so so I uh, I talked her into, uh, 
you know, quitting, uh, quitting college and uh, get, we'd get married. So right there, yeah. that just points to a lot of heavy sales skills. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you what, she might have had Honey, a full Honey, you right- can be a doctor or you can go with me. Yeah, she might take some selling. This she might have a full right scholarship, but she wasn't street smart. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 Outsmarter when it came in. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Let's quit college with a full right scholarship, marry this guy who's another professed alcoholic already. Yeah. You know? right. Matter of fact, I said everybody as before, most people when they get in a band, they become alcoholic or mm-hmm. drug addicts. But I was already an alcoholic, so I had it made. You know? right. I was yeah. 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 pre qualified pre alcoholic for the band, you know. So that worked out uh, real good. So but I swore Mike and the Glenn after uh, uh, before or when I got married, uh, that's it, my drinking. You know, I knew I was having problems. Then even back then, I you told know, her back then know. before we even got married that I was an alcoholic. She still married me. I mean, mm-hmm. another strike on her part. But anyway, uh, so I uh, I uh, um, was trying to. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. So, I was trying to- <laughs> so you decided you decided you're going to go straight after you get married. You yeah, decided that's you. it, thank no more drinking. Thank you, thank you, Mike. Yes, that is it. Before I got married, I, I said when I get married, that's no it. more drinking. Mm. That's it. I'm going to be the soberest, greatest dad, the greatest. So did that husband. last for minutes or hours? Yeah. I was just going no, to get to that. Sober, I, oh no, yeah. I've been sober since. I <laughs> did quite well. I made it a week. Oh, oh so, man, nice. Yeah, the we went. We went a week. A lot of fortitude. And then I discovered that a buddy of mine that I was in a service with lived four doors down from me. Okay, so bingo, you know. And, uh, of course, uh, being a Catholic school, a Catholic girl before he got married, like I said, she's always always uh, into the Catholic thing, you know. And if I ever touched her, I'd burn in the fires of hell for mm-hmm. the rest of my life, you know. So so anyway, after we got married, uh, she ran out of excuses, so I was able to add two minutes of fun to my life. You know? <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. You know, if I was romantic, it was two and a half minutes. Right, you know? wow. Except All in. if I started drinking, then it would have been I could I could I could drink for eight hours and two minutes because once I started drinking, nothing else was ever going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Once I'll I picked up a drink, off. I don't care what you're offering me. I'd like to say I lost a lot of, a lot of opportunities because of that, but that that oh, be right. Right. And If I had any opportunities, I would have yeah, lost. Yeah, some people drinking starts the opportunities for yeah. you. No, that was, the that drinking stopped exactly. the opportunities. Right, right. No, that was it, man. Once I picked up a drink, baby, I was. Uh, I, I didn't care what you were putting in front right. of me. If it wasn't alcohol, I didn't want to see it. Right. So that was weird. I, I knew I had a problem right then and there. So anyway, so uh, ended up getting uh, laid off of work, and uh, we we're married for a while, and uh, got laid off of work, and uh, my drinking. Escalated, surprise, surprise! Yeah, sure. I didn't have nothing to do but drink. Right. I mean, before at least I tried to uh, uh, try to hold down a little bit because I knew Function. I had to get up in the morning. Yeah, I tried to. I knew I was going to have to be functioning in the morning, and I'd get up in the morning and I'd uh, you know do the shower and the visine and the mouthwashes and try and bring myself around. And I, I remember one morning I got up after a night of drinking and uh, went to the bathroom, grabbed the visine, threw up my hand. Man, it was oh my god! I could hold it, my I couldn't see nothing. So what do I do? I throw it the other eye. You know? <laughs> yeah. For sure. So, so I'm running into walls. I'm blind for five minutes. I finally get one eye pried open, and I got a bottle of Vicks nasal spray. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of like some of the stuff I do. But but in the meantime, too, just a little bit, I qualified for drinking. I was doing really stupid stuff. I was drinking when I didn't want to drink, probably the main thing. Mm. Telling myself, I'm not drinking today. I'm not drinking today. And as soon as I get home, my buddy, you want a beer? Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've said that a couple times. How about you, Mike? Oh, uh, just a few. That might have happened, huh? So, yeah, so that would, uh, so anyway, that would, uh, so uh, I qualified, definitely qualified for uh, uh, for drinking through all of these times. So after I got laid off, uh, I, I, my drinking escalated, you know, 
because I had nothing to do with drink, like I said. So, uh, and I finally got to the point uh, where you know, I was doing enough stupid crap that I, I wanted to do something about my drink. It was really bugging me. I was drinking when I didn't want to be drinking a lot. Now I, I couldn't quit drinking. I'd be up till three, four in the morning by myself drinking. So finally one night I said, uh, I'm going to do something about it. It's four in the morning. And I, so who do I call? I call Dave. You know, uh, Dave is my buddy who I drank with, mm -hmm. and Dave can fix your car, he can fix your plumbing. He, he sure can fix, can fix your, your drinking. Oh, hell yeah, man. I mean, Dave fixes everything. Right. I call him up at He's four in the morning, and Dave is the kind of guy, sure, come on down, we'll take care of that. So we went down, I told him, Dave, you know, I'm sitting up by myself drinking all night uh, until four in the morning, I, I got a problem. So with Dave's keen mind, he did analyze everything, and we determined it. Trish, my wife, was the problem, oh. you know? Oh, <laughs> she, who has been working full-time, giving me money for beer, not complaining She's about me. She's the problem. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah not right. complaining about me not drinking mm. or not working. She is the problem. Of course. So, go, so I went home and work up and said, I'm getting the hell out of here. You suck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Dave. I actually got in the car and uh, drove back to my parents' house. I don't know how. I, one eye, obviously, with one eye. Right. Incidentally, if anybody's out there that ever driven with one eye, you need to contact somebody here. Yes, know? absolutely. Yeah. So one eye, I drive and got there and uh, woke up the next morning and uh, I was uh, I didn't know what happened. You know, I was like, man, geez, what 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 happened? You know, how why am I here? And uh, so anyway, I called her back up. She, she was once again another mistake. She said I could come back. You know, but I told her I was gonna I'm gonna do something other than talk to Dave. You know, when I come back, I'm gonna make the phone call. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't. I don't know. I, actually, I want Dave's number because <laughs> I was just thinking. Yeah, right. This uh, this is Bill Wilson's program. It might be Dave Wilson's program, yeah, right? right? Who knows? Oh, that's uh, hysterical. So anyway, yeah. So I get back and uh, you know I come home and I say, okay, I'm, I'm gonna make a phone call. You know, so we sound patch things up and she's still waiting for me. You know, to make the phone call. Okay, I get up. I make the phone. Guy call up. You know, they answer. They say, okay, well, we'll help you out. Give us your name. And I'm like. What do you mean, give me your name? I thought this was an anonymous program. <laughs> you want my name now? You want my friggin' name, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you don't give me your name. We we can't help you. With your phone number, we're going to need your phone. Name and phone number. I mean, you got to <laughs> be kidding me, man. Yeah, 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 come on, you know? Okay, well, I had to go along with him because she's giving me the evil eye, so I gave her the name and phone. We'll have somebody call you. So I thought, okay, click, got out of that one, you know? They don't. They get a call. You know, they won't call. I said, I'll watch TV. Ten minutes later, the phone's ringing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know, Trish is looking at me. I'm sitting there playing, <laughs> like I don't hear it. You know, it's just the phone's ringing. Oh, the phone's ringing. Okay, I better get the phone. You know, I go and get the phone. Yeah. Hey, Dan. You know, this is uh, Ken from AA. You know, I don't know if that was Ken or not. It was so long ago. I don't remember. You know, and uh, I heard you called and you wanted to talk to me. Yeah, that was a. I might have called, I think that was quite a while ago. I mean, maybe an hour or something like that. I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I have plenty of time to sit down. That was, then. Yeah, this was is a now. lifetime ago. Yeah. That's right. That was then. I, I thought I might have had a problem at one time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought I did, and I have everything's okay. Well, it's all good you know, now. I, everybody goes home to visit their parents at four thirty in the morning on the wrong side of the expressway. It happens, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's happened to everybody. So anyway, Dave was pretty cool. He says, Well, Dan, I'll tell you what, is I'm gonna big mistake on his part. He says, I'm gonna give you my name and phone number. He said, You have a problem. Give me a call. Okay, fine, man. I wrote that down. Talked to my wall. I'm going to use this baby down the line. You know, I'm not ready now, but I know down the line I'm going to need it. You know, so uh, so I got out of that one. So wait, Don. Let, let let me let me jump in. What year was this? Oh man, are you kidding me? I I don't have my wife here. I don't know what years anything happened. Because I'm almost thinking it's a house phone. I'm almost thinking. Yeah, right. It's not a shirt with a cord. Yeah, it is a house phone. It sounds like a phone with a cord. Oh, it is a house phone. Yeah. This is back in the seven. 
Seventies, no. early okay. seven. Oh yeah, how's no. it? Was, it was after. Hey Mabel, can you get AA on the call, on the line for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that we had no. There's no cell phones. No matter of fact, they, uh, which was really tough to stay up at night drinking. The test pattern was on TV at midnight. Uh, I know, oh, right? Uh, Wait, that wasn't guys, a re- that wasn't a real show. I I watched that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> ah, me too. Me I loved too. it. Yeah, I, love, I never did figure I love the plot. The line. plot never I, changes. I, I, yeah. I never did figure the plot out. You know? Yeah. So anyway, a week later, wouldn't you know it, I'm up by myself drinking at four in the friggin' morning again, and well, I got the answer now, man. I got Ken's number in a wallet, you know. I'm gonna call Ken up. Ken wasn't real happy to hear from me at four in the morning. <laughs> he said, oh, but yeah. "Guys, quit drinking." They don't like to hear from. He did say they, call anytime. They don't like, yeah. They don't like to hear from guys that are drunk at four in the morning when they're sober. I couldn't understand that, you know. So he was a little pissed. You know, and he says, you know, I don't be calling me up at four in the friggin' morning. You want to help? He said, "We'll get you help." But uh, you know, don't be bothered. Okay. He says, I'll come over tomorrow. No, 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 man. I, I, I think, oh, man, he's going to come over. To, he's going to come over to my house tomorrow with his AA hat and his AA truck and all yeah, that right. stuff. And he'll end up lowering my property values, mm-hmm. you know. And I live in a trailer on top of that. <laughs> you know? So I said, no, no, that, that ain't going to work. And I also figured he's going to probably come down the street with the, you ever see these, uh, what was that, uh, great home makeover where the guy came oh, down the street with a bullhorn yep. and 10,000 people. <laughs> I figured he'd show up like that, with, you know, walking down the street with a bullhorn. Hey, Where's that asshole dad at? You know, we come to say, I brought 10,000 people with me. All your neighbors, all your friends, all your relatives, people you haven't seen are all going to come here. And everybody knows that you're a freaking idiot. You know, and a wife runs out, hugs him, and I crawl down the stairs. I figured this is what's going to happen, you know. So I said, hey, look, I'm going to come over to your house. He agreed to that. I don't know. I must have been a good salesman. So he said, I'll come over to your house at 3 o'clock. He said, okay, fine. I had to go now because I knew he was pissed at me. And, you when I was bu- really, yeah. and you didn't want the bus at your house. Exactly. And when I was ready to join, they weren't going to let me in because they were pissed. You know, So I, I got to follow through this time. So I go over to Dave's house and then knock on the door. He opens the door and it's a you know, freaking 90-year-old guy answers the door. I used to make him 70, but now that I'm 70, I make him 90. Mm, right. You know? yeah. But I'm like 21, you know, and I'm looking at this guy. Oh, man, I am in trouble now. You know what I mean? Oh, come on in. You're done. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I come in. I could hear the dust settle in this guy's house. Honestly, God, there was no TV, no nothing. Man, it was the quietest place. The, the library would have been noisy compared to this place. I sat down. He sat down. He says, you know, a while ago, he said, I had a drinking problem. And uh, he says, you know, now I, I have all of this. And... uh he didn't have anything I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, man, you got to be kidding me. You're kidding me. I'm, I'm in for this. I, I, I thought, oh, my God, how do I get out of here? You know? And so he proceeds to tell me, yeah, was, you know, like to take you to a meeting tonight. Well, it's Friday. I said, AA's closed on the weekends, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you guys don't blow every freaking weekend, uh, you know, go to meetings, do you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, God, are you kidding me? I'm screwed. So anyway, you know, I, I knew he was pissed. I knew I had to follow through. I, I had to make him happy, so when I really needed him, he'd be there. Right, you know? right. So, so I went to a meeting with him. And um, ironically, I walked into the meeting, and for the first time, uh, I met people that understood me instead of Dave. Well, my buddy Dave, back <laughs> when I would talk to Dave, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I wasn't an alcoholic because I didn't drink in the morning. I only drank beer, you know, so I definitely wasn't. But I walked out of these, these people. I said, you know, I pick up a drink. I can't quit drinking. They say, oh, no shit, Sherlock. That's why we go to meetings, man. You know, we all do the same thing. Are you kidding me? I, I felt really, really comfortable. And so I, it, for the first time since I was 10, I was sober for like five months. Mm. You know? And so that was amazing. It was an amazing time. So anyway, if, fast forward, we, uh, five months later, I go back out and drink. And that started my 10 years worth of uh, what I called my uh, dry cleaning AA because I was in by nine and out by five. You know? <laughs> I was That's in awesome. that program so many freaking times you couldn't, couldn't uh, 
figure it out. So anyway, uh, so after, uh, in the interim, we bought a house, we had some kids, we ended up with a cottage up in Wisconsin, and, you know, God made Wisconsin for alcoholics to go drink. I mean, we know that. Right. I mean, so that and that's right. all that was happening up there was me drinking. And I think I didn't get killed. I mean, looking back, seriously, I, I thank God I didn't get killed. But on one particularly bad weekend, uh, Dave wasn't with us that weekend. Uh, I, uh, I was the only guy that ever had a car crash. Uh, I was walking, and the car was parked. Mm. You know, I literally was in a, in a bar. <laughs> I'm, I'm dancing with my, my buddy's wife, and he's complaining, you know, where, where I have my hands at. And I know they were in the wrong place because I've been drinking all day, and she mm -hmm. wasn't complaining, but he was, you know. So we got an argument. I stormed out of the bar only when I opened the door. I forgot there's like two steps, you know. So I make a step, and I miss everything, and I start falling, and I'm and I'm running, trying to catch myself. Right, right, right well, in the thank car. thank God for the Lincoln Navigator was parked on a friggin', yeah. uh, on a boat ramp. It was right. around the Rock River. I ran head first into the side of the friggin' car and knocked myself out. Cold. You're the guy mm -hmm. who dented my Lincoln. That's, <laughs> that's, the Lincoln saved my life. I said, man, if that Lincoln wasn't there, mm -hmm. I'd have swan dived into the Rock River and I'd been going through the Janesville yeah. sewer treatment plant, plant by the time they came and get me. So anyway, uh, so um, Trish found, found me a little later laying on the boat ramp and blah, blah, blah. So uh, time to go. Back to A. <laughs> I think it's maybe time. You yeah. know what I mean? My face is bloodied. You know, my nose is smashed. And, you know, now I, my in-laws are, are babysitting for the grandkids, so I have to go pick them up, you know, on the way mm, home. And explain to me what happened. What, what happened to your face? Evidence. Oh, I just, right. I, I just bumped into something, you know. So uh, so anyway, I told I told her, I'm, I'm going back to the program. She was always, it's up to you. It's your choice, your choice. But what happened this time now was, was really cool. It was a guy that I grew up with and drank with, Happened to be in the program for mm. six months. His family did an intervention on him, mm. and uh, he was sober for six months. I said, "Yeah, I'm my buddy Don. You know, another Don." He says, uh, "I said I'm going to contact Don. I'm going to go to go, go back to the program with him." She's fine, no problem. Didn't do it right away. Mm -hmm. I had to think about it. So uh, next weekend we were at another party, of course, and with some of the people that were. With us up at the cottage, you know. So last ditch effort, you know. I went to my buddy Lloyd. You know, I said, "Hey Lloyd, you know, how was I last weekend?" He said, "You want the truth?" <laughs> he said, yeah, "Man, you were the biggest asshole. You were, you were, man. Need you more were." Evidence. He says, "Yeah." He says, "My wife told me somebody better cut down off." I said, "Nobody cuts down off. Are you kidding, yeah, nobody, man?" You know, nobody. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that was it. So I go over to see my buddy Don. I say, "Hey, look, I'm going to go to meetings with you." And he gives me the, the typical answer while somebody's drinking. Says, okay, give me a call in the morning. That's right, and. To his surprise, the first call I made when I got up in the morning was to him, you know. And, uh, and so anyways, got back into the program, started going. And, 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 and this time, you know, I, I, I determined this time that I was in and out of the program so many times. I'm going to stay for a year. You know, get one of the slugs that they give out, you know. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. uh, it's a coin, yeah, not yeah, a slug. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> a slug <laughs> lives under an acorn yeah, somewhere, yeah. right. <laughs> I was a slug. Yeah, yeah, I was a slug. So anyway, you know, I figured I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay for here. So in the interim, now the first time I was on a program is in and out and in and out. You know, I didn't want to get to know anybody. I didn't like to go out for coffee. No, sure. Give out my number because I didn't want anybody dragging me out of the bar when I was going back out to drinking. Because right. I always came in with an exit strategy. Sure. You know, I, I came in and I knew just about when I was going to leave. So this time I'm going to stay for a year. You okay. know, I get me here, I get the coin, heal up everybody, the wife, me, and man, I'll be cool. I'll go back out drinking because I was concerned I could never drink again right. too. That alleviated that problem for sure. me. I'm going to drink right. every, every year. Just I could do a year. 
So I did. So I, I did a year, and, and some strange things started happening a year. I started oh, to get to know people, you know. Yeah. I started hanging around with the, my buddy Dan when I'd be pressed to go out to drink, and uh, I, I knew I could get away with it. I'd have to face him sooner or later. Sure. So I'd call him up. Hey, you just screwed up my drinking, man. You know that? He's like, oh, well, maybe we ought to talk about it. We'd jump in a car and drive up and down I-80 and say, you know, there is no gravity. The whole world sucks. You know? And uh, and it worked for both. It's working pretty good. Right. So I started to meet some other people that I, some guys that I really liked. I went out to coffee and uh, afterwards, you know, the coffee like we're doing here. Yeah. And uh, I really began to like the people and I really began to like the program. Right. You know? And uh, so... So I made it for the year. I made it for the year. I had a whole year. In. Mm. And I figured, yeah, the release How was date. slug? Release date's coming yeah. up, man. You know what right. I mean? I got, yeah, I'm out release of here. You know, I'm at a release date. In the interim, boy, I forgot to mention, too, that the fact they took me up to the, to the retreat house. I don't oh, know if you guys boy. ever been to the Villa Desert or Villa De Oh, yeah. I've heard yeah, about a never, retreats. Yeah. I might have been there once. I'm not yeah. sure if I was sober, but I might have been there once. Well, back then, they had Father Lutz was there. It was this ex-Marine dude. And, uh, man, he was a, just the coolest guy you ever want to meet. And he... He, he'd break your back hugging you, and he, he was really, it was really something that happened up there. I was going to go up there and figure we were going to pray for a weekend, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I never had so much fun in my life. Yeah. You know, my, my wife was up, she came along, she was freaking happy, you know, and man, uh, we came home, I said, she was as happy as she ever been. She says, you know, man, you can have all the sex you want, you know, she says, but she didn't tell me to be by myself, you know, yeah. so, but, I, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, so anyway, uh, here's my year up, my release date's coming up. And I'm figuring to myself, do I really want to go out drinking? Why? Okay, now now I'm having trouble. I had no problem before. I'm having trouble justifying. Why the hell would I want to do that? I got everything I want. I'm happy. The wife's happy. You know, the boss is happy at work. I'm doing a better job than I ever did. Mm -hmm. I never did lose a job because of drinking. You know, uh, yet. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or, it was yet. Oh, <laughs> everything was a yet. We know that. I never had a DUI yet, but right. unfortunately. So anyway, uh, after the year... Uh, I started thinking about all of this stuff, and then it dawned on me one day, you know, I got an idea. Why don't I just not drink for 24 hours a day? They've been telling us for 10 freaking years they've been telling me this, you know, because I can drink tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I really I got money in my wallet. The, the bars didn't go broke like I thought they would, you know, because <laughs> I quit, you know. United Airlines went broke when, no, they didn't go broke. They had profit gains when I quit drinking. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. there, there, uh, there was a footnote. Of uh, explaining why their profits shot up is because Glenn, Glenn stopped drinking. So the bars didn't go out of business, huh, Dan? No, the bars didn't go out of business. I was really, uh, I was really pretty surprised at that. But you know, but from that point on, I says, you know what? Maybe I'll just do this 24 hours mm -hmm. a day. You know, and at that point in time, the funny thing that happened was that you know what AA did for me is they made me want to stay sober. Right. I, I wanted to go to the meetings. I love the meetings. We're going out to eat afterwards. The guys, half these guys that are funnier than I am, I, I, we're having a great time. We. <laughs> In the first group I was in, my home group was Little Christmas. They used to do, they used to go away for the weekend. We'd cut down Christmas trees. We'd go out to breakfast. We, uh, uh, they had barn dances. They had uh, Christmas dances for the kids or you know, Christmas sure. parties for the kids. It was fantastic. They were always doing something. They were always fun. And uh, uh, one story I got to tell too. Uh, we were away with Little Christmas up in Port Washington. Um, we went into. A, they had a back room. We were into. A, we went to a steakhouse bar. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? We we're going to go eat. So they gave us the back room. It was a twenty-five or twenty-six. Which like, had an AA meeting in a bar? No, no. We were we were away for. The, we were <laughs> yeah, right. close enough. We were away for the weekend. Yes. And my buddy Andy, his, his is his favorite steakhouse. You know, right. so he has to go get their five-pound friggin' steak. Yep. You know, so. 
So we they put us in a back room in a bar, and uh, we're telling jokes. And we got the we're laughing hysterically. We got the waitress telling jokes, even you know. And uh, the waitress from the bar shows up there. She says, uh, she's hushes everybody. She says, "Can I have your attention, please? Can I have your attention?" She says, "Yeah." She says, "The people from the bar sent me back here because they want to know what you guys are drinking because they want to drink it in the bar." Uh, <laughs> and there you were. You had a group of sober guys. Yes, yeah, that's the guy's truth. Yeah, I love we, it. we had to make up some. Uh, oh, some, some Don, thanks for so much so, for yeah, stopping by. Yeah, I have to jump yeah, in. Yeah, go ahead. So, how long do you have sober now? I am in my 40th year. Wow, wow that's amazing. 40, 40 years. I never thought I'd do that. One man. day at a time. One, one day at a time. One, one day at a time. But one day at a time is it. Just yeah. don't, don't come in with an exit strategy. Don't come in. Oh, right. Do you like, still got yeah, money man. in your wallet for tomorrow? Man, I got more money I never knew what to do with. I know. <laughs> All right, so, so I have to ask, right? So what we do, Don, is we, we break up our sessions, experience, strength, and hope, right? So you know, clearly AA is part of your success you know, story, right, of how you don't have to drink today. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, seven thirty in the morning, and you're sober. Yeah, you know, that's amazing. Same right. for me. Same for you, Mike. Right. 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 Um, what are some other things that you do other than in AA or within AA that help you throughout the day, throughout the week? Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to mention that. You know, I like to make my, my story a, a funny story, and, and I, I consider it's pretty humorous. But there's a lot of uh, AA has done wonders for me. Uh, probably the main, the, the, I started with the simplest program. The simplest program was ask help for the morning, don't drink, go to meetings, mm -hmm. and uh, thank God at night. You know, and mm -hmm. I did that for a long time before I even got involved in the steps. And the, like I said, the second time I came into the program, what really helped me is, you know, I, I don't like the word sponsor. It right. reminds me of so you're paying somebody to go mm -hmm. to a football game right, or something right. like that, you know. But what saved me was being best, my best friend Don was in there, and the same here, we worked together. So if you want to say sponsor, you call a sponsor. Sure. I think it's important for somebody to get somebody really close that they can be friends with on the program. Mm -hmm. You know, find the right group. It's really important. Some of the groups, you know, when I first came in way back when I was 21, they were like big book bangers. You know, you will do these steps, God, baby. You know, they were, oh, man, I just went out of there, you know. And and so it's important to find the right group. When I went into the little Christmas, these guys were hilarious. I mean, these guys were just, you know, they their comments were funny. They were always upbeat. Mm -hmm. You felt really good after you left the friggin' meeting. You had a damn good time. So my suggest, other suggest would be look for the correct group. You right. know, if you're not, mm -hmm. if your group is status quo, try some other groups. Right. You know, keep and there's, thousands, there's oh, thousands yeah, of yeah, them, yeah. thousands of groups out. Yeah, yeah, Mike. And just keep trying until you find the one you like. And the same thing with the person or a sponsor. Keep right. looking until you find a person that you really mm -hmm. like that you can be close to. You know, I prefer, like I said, sponsor reminds me of a business relationship. I like to think of like best of your best friends, you know what right. I mean? That, that's what happened with me and Don. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. My my sponsor, I mean, we'd... He started out as my as my sponsor, and we turned into best friends. Right? You know, I mean, great, just deep, great friendship. Um, but but what I found, you know, as I was looking for a sponsor, is, you know, I was in a terrible state of mind. I was, you know, at that point, I had not surrendered, and I knew what was best for Glenn. And as I look back, I, I remember I had a temporary sponsor, and and I remember going through it, I couldn't stand him. I mean, every time his mouth moved, it just grinded my, <laughs> my, my brain. And everything he suggested was against what I wanted, mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, he wasn't a good fit for me, right? So I left, I left him. But as I look back, um, he was an amazing guy with amazing input. 
Um, so at some point, you know, I finally had to surrender and say, you know what, I'm not going to agree with you, Don. I'm not going to agree with you, Mike, on, on what you suggest, but I'm going to follow, you know, what you tell me to do. And, and the only thing that got me there, you know, Don, is I had enough proof, you know, that my way wasn't working. You know, so, you know, yeah, I, I, I understand finding the uh, groups that, that you align with, but it's like, you know, typically when, when I go to a meeting and I don't like it, it's usually when I need to listen the most, right? It's usually when I, you know, if somebody's saying something to me and I don't like it or, you know, I, I'm not going to hang out with that guy anymore because, you know, hey, we just don't fit. I have learned that that's like a little alarm for me. That why is that guy grinding you, right? Or why is that meeting grinding? It's interesting, you? right? And and I mostly find that it's a character defect in me that is causing that. And and I I use that as a way to sharpen my my pencil, you know, as a way to you know tighten up and 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 I'll sit there and suffer through some of those situations because I, you know, it's good for me. So, you know, I've seen people hop around sponsors and hop around meetings and then they, they never latch on because it just never clicks for them. You know? um, but, you know, and I've, I've also found meetings that, that I really like. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But good, had, good advice, though. Keep poking around until, yeah, until, until something a, to think something about. That works. Right? One of the guys that tell me that helped out a lot, too, is, uh, is uh, don't think of a drink. Think of a drunk. When I was flapping around, I kept going in and out. He says, you know, you're, you're thinking of a, you're, you're thinking of a drink. In other words, yeah, he's right. You know, I'm thinking of, I'm going to go to the tavern with the first drink I have. I'm going to feel good. Second drink, all the women in the bar are going to be looking at me. You know, they'll third, love you. They'll, yeah, third drink, they're all going to want to go out with me. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, what's done. the reality? The reality is I'm going to probably crash my car and kill right. somebody on the way right. home or get killed by the wife on the way home. So we always look right. at it the wrong way. You know, right. that that helped uh, helped a lot. And, of course, I did get involved in the steps once I started going to the villa. You know, yeah. you, you go for so long and then you know, you're going to want to the steps be work. involved. The steps yeah, it's an important part of the program. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Good, man. Well, hey, well, again, thanks yeah, a lot for been, coming by, yeah, man. Great to hear you. Thanks for having yeah. me, guys. Yeah, you'll have to come back and have coffee with us again, man. Oh, thank you. Thanks right. for sharing your story, Chief. All right, thank thanks. you, man. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800 839 1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.